Whatever. This this story is beat. The Daily News. I can't even believe you um, brought that up here. I brought it up because I'm talking about the coverage of the story. Yeah, I know you are. And uh, that's something that we have to cover, too. Now, uh, that's... Uh, Call that meta coverage. Exactly. Coverage of the coverage. And now, I understand there's a new podcast launching that will be coverage of the coverage of the coverage. Great. Double meta. Oh, are they going to be covering us? Yeah, covering us. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's all about it us. It's called the New York City Crime Report report. If it got like ten times the listenership, how could it not? <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City, the Sanctimony City, a show that gives you a reason to live. Basically, he was murdered by Louis Farrakhan. You know, Black Hitler Month has been a time to celebrate. I say, if it's a school sweater, it's already yeah. queer enough. That is a that is a faggy look. Really, you should say people kind. <laughs> Brooklyn High School was forced to move a controversial poster depicting a cop aiming a gun at a black child <laughs> after a flood of complaints. Girls just want to have fun rights. Turning one of the nation's most prestigious boarding schools into a, an X-rated boot camp. What are the teenage uh, yeah, kids going to be like sport. now? Complete with naked push-ups, sit-ups, and jumping jacks. Violent Brooklyn. You're very mm. attracted to her, huh? Well, I mean... You find her like... She's okay. She's getting you all worked up. Maybe. Is it just because she's dead? <laughs> Maybe. Imagine her with a knife she's, sticking she's out of her Halfway back. attractive. I mean, she, she's look, fine. She's fine. I, I don't know if what you're her calling her is. ugly. I'm going to have to disagree. I'm not I'm saying she's ugly. Okay. I'm just saying I just you don't. You said she looked like real, a fat dyke. No, I didn't say that. Okay. I said I don't. I. I. Hey, uh, Pat. Yeah. Hey. What's welcome. Up? Welcome back. What? <laughs> a brave Queens woman fought back against a knife wielding mugger. <clears throat> Did I say bugger? No. That would be homophobic. A brave Queens woman fought back against a knife-wielding mugger who attacked her without saying a word. 33-year-old Mayra Montoya said it happened very fast. He didn't say a word. He just grabbed me from behind, so I thought it, I thought he was trying to hurt me. And in that moment, I just thought, I got to fight. Montoya says said she believed the fiend first saw her at a check-cashing establishment on Roosevelt Avenue and then followed her home into her apartment building. Mm. Near 76th Street and 35th Avenue around 8 p.m. He grabbed her from behind, forced her against the wall. His teeth were black, she said. Huh. The look in his eyes, it was like he was crazed. That's kind of, this is a little racially inappropriate. Uh, that he had the teeth of a black man. Oh, is that what she meant? Yeah. Uh, Montoya resisted, dragging him out the door. A good cement, which I guess means they were very white. Shiny Ray Charles like. Yeah, I guess is that what she meant? Sure. A good Samaritan rushed over and the attacker dropped his knife and fled. And then she says, I don't know how I fought him off. I guess it was just instinct, Montoya said. I was so lucky. Not really giving props to the good Samaritan there. Mm. Who rushed over and before the person fled and dropped the knife. Uh yeah, I guess not. But you know, I guess maybe she deserves more credit. Okay. I don't know. Well, she had a reason to fight, you know. That's true. <laughs> Besides, the, the her good, good Samaritan Samar- had a good reason to run away. Well, you know, yeah, and it, and it goes to show that uh, sometimes it doesn't pay to be a good Samaritan. Well, sometimes no it, sometimes you don't get any credit, and then not only that, no reward, no monetary reward. I'm sure. And but here's what it does show is that diversity really is our strength. You know, we oh have the, God, the, totally. from Samaria, and he rushes over. Yeah. Uh, to to handle that, yeah, you know, a, I mean, a like a refugee from Samaria. Yeah, he might he might be undocumented even, probably yeah, from war torn Samaria. This reminds me of um, one time when I I found somebody's wallet in like a planter, and um, it had his driver's license, 
So I he was probably trying to grow a money tree. Oh. <laughs> so I called him up. I found his phone number. I was like, "Hey, I found your wallet," and he was like, "Great, I'll come over and get it." And he came over, and uh, I wasn't expecting a reward. I just gave him his wallet. And he opened it up and looked and saw there was no money in it. And he just gave me this dirty look and walked away. <laughs> like, if you were the guy who took the money, <laughs> you would call him up. Yeah. That's so, yeah. What a jerk. Uh, that, that's um. What yeah. a jerk. Yeah, it was funny. Double jerk. So I've never done a good deed since then. And every time I mug someone... I just burn their burn the, burn the ID. You can turn that on now. Okay, great. I turning on a lamp here, uh, and uh, because because uh, you, you need line to read sometimes. And this is it, it, this relates to the immigration stuff we were talking about. Immigration agents grabbed an undocumented Ivory Coast man Thursday outside Bronx Criminal Court, and it sparked an impromptu protest by public defenders. Oh yeah, they were they 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 did an, an impromptu uh, protest. Whipped up some signs. I guess they probably have poster boards sitting around ready to go. I think they have the signs ready to go. Uh, uh, here's I'm looking at, at one of the signs that says, where's our sanctuary? Yes, indeed. The sanctuary the, the city has promised us and could not deliver on. Well, you know, sanctuary, I'll, I'll tell a little more about this story. Yes, please. Uh, Abubakar Dimbeli, 27. He was brought to the United States when he was three years old and had no prior criminal record. His wife, uh, Zakira Lanier, said, that's always a good source of the information for the source wife, of criminal yeah. record. Yeah, ask his wife if he's ever been arrested. He's applied for Dreamer status under the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrival Program, but was denied last He was denied Dreamer status. This is no Dreamer. Does that make him not... Does that mean his... Means he's a nightmare. His, <laughs> his dreams are nullified. Let, let me just say, I'm, I'm with President Trump, who does not call these people Dreamers. What does he call them? Just DACAs. He calls them DACAs. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, now, because I, you know why? Why? Because Americans are Dreamers, too. Yeah. And really, it isn't dreamer. It's deferred. the 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 D in DACA doesn't stand for dreamers. It stands for deferred. Yeah. You call them deferreds. Yeah. It, he had another. He had another DACA application pending. So why he was seeking he a green card? Why wife. was he in court? Uh, he was in America. Well, I'm sure they're not going to get to that until much later in the story. If it was something really small, it would be in the headline. So I'm, I'm sure it's going to be good when we eventually get oh, to I it. I can't wait. Uh, here, here's what she says, uh, according to the wife. Uh, he, he goes to work and he comes home. He's a good person making an honest living. He's a family man. Uh, he's just like everybody else. That's what she said. Steps away from where her husband had been grabbed by ICE agents. It's so messed up, she said. Around 73 attorneys from Legal Aid Society and Bronx Defenders shared their outrage. Now, Bronx Defenders is already a, a subgroup of... of uh, I guess public defenders, lawyers, who uh, I think they defend people in the Bronx uh, for free. It's some pro bono stuff. That type of thing, yeah. Which public defenders already do, so I guess this is some... The well, they don't size. do it for free. I mean, they get paid. As public defender. Oh, oh, right. When they're a public defender, right, of course, yeah. Um, but the effect is the same. But they do. But these, they do do for free, I think. This is good. So I want all the public defenders and Bronx defenders people to go on strike. That's a great idea. They should go on strike. Uh, their protest brought many afternoon uh, brought many afternoon proceedings at the courthouse to a halt. An ICE spokesman said, uh, "Dimbelli entered the United States without inspection at an unknown date and time. We don't know that he was three. We don't know that he was a cute little Dimbelli. 
from uh, the Ivory Coast. Uh, it said in that an active detainer order filed against him, the, he had an active detainer order filed against him when he left court. So Dembele faced fel- felony assault charges after he punched out another man's two front teeth on a city bus in December. Oh, yeah. Right. He punched him right in the face okay. on a bus, knocked out his teeth. Legal Aid Society spokesman uh, Redmond Haskins said the case was reduced to a misdemeanor, of course. Uh Though uh, though the court's online docket still showed Dimbelli charged with felonies as of Thursday night, so we don't know. Hmm. It's, 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 we're getting two different stories there, aren't we? Right, and if he's only been, it, it sounds like he might have a. I mean, I don't know, but he could have a, a prior record. Right, he could, and and not only that, but I mean, so he basically said he came here when he was three, but. ICE is saying there's no evidence that he came here when he was three. Exactly. His wife says he came here when he was three. Uh, he was brought here as a three-year-old. Now, he was denied the the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrival program last year. He'd applied again. He he must have, uh, they must have, they might have denied him based on that. They're like, well, we, have, we, we don't know when you got right. here. Because right now he's 27. And uh, let's see, if he came here when he was three... Would, I guess uh, it doesn't matter if the program was ongoing at the time, does it? That's of course not. No, no, no. But you just have to. Est- I think you do have to establish that you came here before you were sixteen. Probably lacks documentation of that. Yeah, he probably came here like five years ago. Mm. And because yeah, it would be easy to find school records and stuff like that if you were if it came down to staying in the country. That's true. I mean, if he came here when he was three, then all through high school, lots of records. Yeah. Shots, doctors, appoint, everything. Right. Uh, now, uh, right. No, all his prior it arrests. Was, it was all lost in the war. Oh, uh, yes. It was burned in the <laughs> in a fire. Uh, but, it's you know, like I said, the Legal Aid Society spokesman said that uh, the court's online docket still showed him charged with felonies, and, and, and someone claims it was reduced to a misdemeanor. I don't know. I don't know who exactly well, they said always that. say it's been reduced, or like with Ravi Rogbeer, that Trinidadian. Yes. He... Pled guilty. He he had a trial. He had appeals. It went to the circuit court. He served time in prison. Nevertheless, his lawyers keep saying yes, but we're trying to get his case over. We're trying to get him his case overturned. We're trying to get it vacated. Like, so what? Okay. That makes it sound like they're halfway to getting it vacated, yeah, right? Like they're just right. right on the edge of it. It's like no, you're, you're trying to. Means we wish it, it would mean happen. Shit. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It's we like, filed a petition with the fi- somebody who's likely to be rejected. Trump to pardon him. And he hasn't said no yet. Yes, we have. We, we're seeking a pardon. Uh, and, and he's in community college. This guy he works full time as a barista. Wow. This guy is a you know a valuable member of society. Right. I mean, who the hell? If it weren't for him, who would be making coffee? There's two kinds of people that I definitely dislike, and that's baristas and uh, male baristas <laughs> and community and, college. And, and, and college students in general. Yeah. Right. No, 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 nothing against the community college people. Okay. I was asked where I went to college the other day when I was on Morning with Bill Schultz uh, on a Compound Network, okay. Compound Media, and uh, you know, I, I felt as if that was one of those kind of uh, he, he, you know, I, I, I'm the kind of person you meet and you don't necessarily assume that I went to college. Okay. Uh, it's it's could be possible either way, and I think that that's the sort of question sometimes people will ask you. Uh, especially in that form, he, he's never asked me that not on air. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. It's never been uh, a subject of, of intense, uh, you yeah. know, I told him, yeah, I went to Middle Tennessee State for a couple of years, then I dropped out to drink full time, which is the truth. Right. And uh, big fucking deal. You know what I mean? Like, uh, to me, dropping out of college is, 
it, I'm not like proud of it. I'm not ashamed at all. It's just something it's, I'm neutral on that. And uh, it's funny to me, though. I, I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be one of those like uh, questions that, that yeah, would cause yeah, embarrassment. Yeah. To, uh, it sounds for me. like, but you know what? The speaker of our city council did not go to college. Well, Corey Johnson didn't go to college? No. Wow, how about that? He he came to New York when he was like uh, 17 with like $100 uh, in his pocket or something, right? Well, you know, I don't really know what the story is. But. He had to work. Uh, he had a, a job in the Port Authority or something for a while. Did he? Yeah. I don't really know all the... Under a bridge near the yeah, Port Authority. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that he did not go to college. Um, you know what? A lot of the smartest and finest people didn't go to college. College is... Such as Corey Johnson. I like our speaker, by the way. I think he's fine. I think he's just fine. I don't know if if I agree with everything. In fact, I know for a fact I don't. But he's still way better than what we've had in in Melissa Mark Viverito as far as speakers I don't get the feeling that he hates America. Exactly. Whereas she clearly hated America. Clearly despised America and everything about it. Uh, And and wanted to, like, stretch the limits of, like, uh, you know, what the freedoms provided here could mean for somebody who hates America. Right. And, and, and had the legal power to do it. It's a bad combination. So they this says they targeted him arbitrarily, from my perspective. This is according to legal uh, legal aid attorney oof, Casey uh, Dal Porto. Targeted him out arbitrarily after he punched somebody in the face and knocked their teeth out. He was targeted. Well, he was targeted by... <laughs> well, here's the funny thing about this. Because like today, Ravi Rogbeer, who was scheduled to be deported tomorrow which ravi rogbeer really sounds like uh, somebody who's playing sitar uh, you know yeah, at live of. aid or something but he um he had his uh deportation stayed by a judge today on the basis that he was singled out so it's funny like it's they can't single you out for deportation and according to this guy they can't do it arbitrarily <laughs> Well, one of these, one of those came from a judge, at least. Yeah. At least, I would, I would love to hear a judge uh, find the same thing. You know, here it, we have. It wouldn't you know, surprise that it, me that, it, that they were they singled out, or that it was arbitrary. That's not fair. You can't arbitrarily pick somebody out. You right. can't single me out. That's that's uh, like if if they're not punishing everybody for speeding, then you were singled out if you get a ticket. Right. If well, they so, ever let anybody out of it, somebody once said that to a cop, and he was like, "Do you ever go fishing?" They're like, yeah. Did you catch all the fish? <laughs> well, d- yeah. And did you ever catch one and go, mm, I'm going to let this one go for some reason, which is really what they're doing. I mean, they're catching them. Yeah. And then and then releasing them. Sometimes, because every once in a while, they give you a break. Now, these body cams, with these body cams, that's going to be a thing of the past. I know. Because they'll get harassed for, for not taking yeah. Oh, people. why'd you give that person a break? Yeah. Why didn't you give him a break? Okay, that's- well, I guess it's just going to be work to rule. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the way it works. Uh, because you cannot walk up to a car without your body cam on. You might say something racist. <laughs> right. You actually might get shot. It's a very dangerous thing to walk up to a car. Everybody knows that. Law enforcement, nobody knows. Nobody, everybody thinks like just because like all these nice, uh, you know, people, all these nice citizens exist to cooperate with the police, whether they like them or not, they might be a little bit unhappy, but they're going to, okay, okay, not everybody's like you. Some people are, you know, they, they shoot a couple of times and drive away. They blow a guy's head off with a sawed-off shotgun. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They, uh, it, Not everybody's nice. Not everybody. No, that's true. And sightings of ICE agents uh, at uh, in or near courthouses around New York State spiked 
from 11 in 2016 to 139 last year, according to a tally by the Immigrant Defense Project. Was sightings of ICE agents, I didn't know they were counting that, yeah, right. in, in or near courthouses. Uh, yeah, good. That's great. That means they're they doing their job, are right? so hysterical about this business about courthouses. They're like, we need to get... They, they're really trying hard, the advocates and all this, to make it that you can ban ICE agents from courthouses. Yeah, and they can't, right? They just can't. <laughs> Melissa Mark Viverito was trying to do something where she was like, well, technically, the courthouses are on city land, and right. we're leasing them to the federal courts or the state court or whatever. Yeah. So can't we stop? Uh, apparently, it didn't work. Well, that's good. Thank God. Thank God that didn't work. I was apparently in, that's ridiculous in Philadelphia or someplace. They're doing something where they they opened up an office building across the street from the courthouse where they let people go and wait, and they're trying to come up with ways to let people do their their court related business not in the courthouse so they can legally keep ice from going in. Well, uh, I mean, me, I'm willing to go and like hand out coffee to the ice. I mean, agents. If, if it came down to that, why shouldn't they get free coffee? You know, I, I understand wanting to theoretically, if there's, you know, an immigrant in the country, some immigrants in the country, many, many immigrants in the country who are illegal, who are law abiding and who are here not because they came, but because they were brought, they didn't make the decision and they, you know, have an honest love for the country and they fit all the criteria that, you know, everybody would want that we go, okay, they will cut you a break, you know, because like it's, if they're actually an asset, you don't want to like, you know, sweep them out. Why, why do that? I mean, like in theory, I understand that, but, but these are criminals. These are violent people. Yeah. These are people who are convicted of crimes. These are people who like, uh, you know, punched people in the face on the bus. I had no clue why. I don't know what led up to that. I mean, for all I know, the guy earned a good sock in the mouth, you know? Maybe the guy just looked at him wrong, you know what I mean? Who knows? This guy might punch uh, people all the time and not have, you know, get in trouble for it. He might be the kind of guy, he, who knows? Well, let me tell you something, Pat, and this is kind of like really- Why protect them, though? This is really, um, this is like really chafing my ass. Some the one person in the country who really cares about the DACA people, the dreamers and all the dreamer equivalents, is Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. He's the only one who said, okay, listen, there's 800,000 so-called you know, DACAns, and there's another million who kind of fit the bill. Guess what? We'll amnesty all of them. This is what Trump said. And they don't want to make a deal because the Democrats don't really care about the DACA people. That's not what they're about. What they're about... The Dawkins. The Dawkins. Oh, oh, is that what we're doing here? Oh, I get it. Dawkins. Okay. I was wondering what the music was about. Yeah. The Democrats don't care about the Dawkins. They only care about establishing a permanent, infinite future flow of immigrants. That's their main concern, and they've proven it. Otherwise, they would have jumped on Donald Trump's deal. And if they're criminal, all the better. Because what they really want to do is hasten the end of the United States as we know it. Now, uh, here we have this. Uh, we were talking also about positive racial... What would you call Role it? Role models. Role models. Now, would you consider uh, Martin Luther King Jr. 
to be a positive racial role model, uh, a positive role model, say, for all of us, but maybe in particular for African-Americans. Well, not in his personal life and the, the way he conducted himself personally. See, that's the only thing that he did that I like. But, um, you know, that I guess I like his philosophy things, I guess. was okay. I mean, he yeah. he was nonviolent. He was nonviolent. He okay. was nonviolent except to, like, the prostitutes he beat up. I see. What about... Well, he was just trying to take those ladies off the streets, I'm sure. Uh, what about Malcolm X? Would you consider him to be a positive uh, role model for young no. African Americans? Not, not, not really. I mean, no. I guess supposedly he had a big change of heart towards the end, but and that's why he got killed for right. turning his back on the Nation of Islam. Yeah, and he was murdered by Nation of Islam thugs. Right. Uh, which again, hey, you he know, was, in fact, he was murdered. Basically, he was murdered by Louis Farrakhan. Politics who, makes strange bedfellows. Whom Obama took a nice smiling picture. So basically, Obama's friends with Malcolm X's murderer. Yeah. Okay, but go ahead. That, not surprising. He's also friends with the murderer of uh, some untold number of people. Uh, the murderer. He's friends with Hillary Clinton, Oscar Lopez Rivera. Well, Hillary you know, Clinton. You know, how many people do you know who have killed, who have committed suicide? Personally. <laughs> Uh, one, two, a bunch. A bunch, really? More sure. than ten? No. Okay. Well, that's if if you're above two, I think you're. It's it's more than average. I think one or two. Most people maybe know one or two people who have killed themselves. I if I counted, I think I might be able to come up with three or four. Maybe. Yeah. You know how many? How many people Hillary Clinton has like personally known that have killed themselves? <laughs> 55. Shut up. You're a fucking liar. This, well, I don't know if it's true. I'm not lying. I was told that. Oh, really? And I don't know if it's true, but oh. I, was, I was told that by, yeah, by somebody who you know, claimed that that was, that they well, researched that. And, and it's, if it's true, what a, what a, what an interesting fact. How you doing? How are you? This is uh, Bill Berg listening to the New York City podcast. What is it called? It's the New York City Crime Report. So, uh, you know, like, subscribe, do all that stuff, and uh, go fuck yourself. This idea of, you know, uh, no, it's not funny. This is not the funny part. I'm talking about uh, a, a situation. What, I guess what is funny about it is the way the Daily News runs with a crusade. They love crusades. They really do. The Post is less about crusades, more about mockery. Sometimes a crusade, but it's a little bit different. But like, remember when they all the uh, offenses, all the sex offenses that have been going on, really big in the uh, in the news. They called that the, they referred to that as the perv NATO. Yeah, which I thought was great. Sure. Perv NATO. Uh, sure. and, and, and everybody getting swept up in the perv NATO one, but the the kind of crusade that the that the Daily News goes on is boy is it low stakes low stakes with a big symbol right and uh, apparently there's this uh, some student who has a Malcolm X sweater and uh, the uh, hey look uh, I'll, I'll just tell you some of the story but these school officials are not down with it for obstinate officials at Christ the King High School a mind is a terrible thing to change. <laughs> They don't want to change their mind. They're obstinate. Imagine that. What did they do? Officials at the Christ the King High School. Well, the parents here of uh, Malcolm Xavier Combs were rebuffed again Thursday by school uh, administrators uh, over their African-American son's desire to put the name Malcolm X on his senior sweater. Okay. I don't understand it, said Michelle Combs, the mother of 17-year-old Malcolm. After a frustrating morning meeting with the school president, Michael, Michael, 
Michael. <laughs> it's M I C H E L. Michael oh, Michelle. Michael Michelle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Odd. Whatever. <laughs> they uh, are supposed to teach the students tolerance and to embrace other cultures. I don't know that that's true. Is that true? Yeah, whatever. Uh, now the what mother- other cultures? Uh, Malcolm X is not another culture. He's an American. Right. The mother said, Michelle or Michael and other white officials uh, stared blankly and sat mutely. Can you explain what, what happened? When, when asked, see, see, this is what I'm not aware of. I believe the kid wants, like I said, he wants to wait, put Malcolm X on a school sweater. And they're like, no. Oh. They don't want to hear it. And so that's what this whole thing is about. A kid having something on a fucking sweater. That's what, the, this, what this crusade is about. This is a, this is a, they're saying a, a, racism, institutionalized racism. This is a Catholic school. This is a private school. This isn't like a New York City school. Right. Yes, and even still, this is important. According to National Action Network Crisis Director, the Reverend Kevin Here, McCall, oh, okay. uh, and we all know that the uh, National Action Network uh, is, uh, that's, uh, what's his name, Al Sharpton's Sharpton. deal, uh, with he of the big head and small body, uh, he might be the guy who beat up that little yeah, recent right? guy. Okay. Uh, while former President Barack Obama and civil rights leader, uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, received a thumbs up, Malcolm X and the and the Reverend Al Sharpton both were given a thumbs down. Yes. What? Uh, well, so, it says it says according to this, uh, the school administrators actually ranked different black leaders as appropriate or inappropriate. Ranked. Oh, oh, oh. I don't, okay. It seems like they they were forced to make a decision on, but not necessarily ranked. Right. I mean, but that's uh, that's the way the Daily News puts it. It also said the. Um, this is his uh, response, yeah. Michael Michelle. Yeah, the school did not want to be connected uh, to anyone controversial, and that makes sense. Sure, um, I don't think Al Sharpton is any better than Malcolm X in terms of controversy. You know, he's the one who um, had that. Yeah, Tawana Brawley. He boosted that whole. He's Brawley the one thing. who um, who who told the Jews to pin back their yarmulkes during the Crown Heights riot. Pin back your yarmulkes. You want to fight? Pin back your yarmulkes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And didn't once, uh, what's the name, Jesse Jackson, refer to New York as Jaime Town? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was like in a private conversation with a reporter. (laughs) Uh, I asked if my name was uh, Alfred Sharpton, and I wanted to use Al Sharpton on my shirt. Can I do that? Recounted McCall. And Michelle said, no, we stand by that. So the kid's name is Malcolm X. Now there are dozens of schools named after Malcolm X from coast to coast. According, Wait, the kid's uh, name. I thought the kid's name was Malcolm. It's Malcolm Xavier. Oh, Xavier. I guess just Xavier, but uh, it's pronounced yeah Combs. So that's his middle name. What is that, was that Malcolm X's full name? Xavier. No, <laughs> it was just X. Just X. So it's a coincidence, right? Yeah. Uh, now the, the Postal Service even issued a Malcolm stamp in 1999. Uh, Combs is an honor roll student taking advanced placement classes at the school. Why is he fucking wasting his time then? Don't ask this me. This dumb bullshit. And McCall said, because he's a fucking teenager, you know? It's right. just the kind of dumb shit you care about. McCall said Sharpton's uh, National Action Network uh, plans to launch. And oh, all I wanted was an X campaign. That's great. In support of Malcolm Combs. I guarantee you they're going to be calling up the council members and saying, will you wear an X to the next council hearing? And will you put your arms in the sign of an X? Of course we will. Yes. This is a travesty. Absolutely. This is a fucking travesty. Look at this unhappy kid. Look how unhappy he is that he can't put his name on his sweater. 
I say if it's a school sweater, it's already queer enough to compensate for the X. Yeah. That is a that is a faggy look. Yeah. And you go ahead and put an X, a Malcolm X on there. Whatever. You go this, ahead. This Good story put it on is there. beat. This story is bullshit. I cannot. I, I just the, the Daily News. I can't even believe you um, brought that up here. I brought it up because I'm talking about the coverage of the story. Yeah, I know you are. And uh, that's something that we have to cover too. Now, uh, that's uh, call that meta coverage. Exactly, coverage of the coverage. And now, I understand there's a new podcast launching that will be coverage of the coverage of the coverage. Great. Double meta. Oh, are they going to be covering us? Yeah, covering us exactly. Yeah. It's it's all about it us. It's called the New York City Crime Report report. If it got like ten times the listenership, how could it not? <laughs> it, I, I liked now speaking of coverage of the coverage. Uh, I like the coverage of Brooklyn politician uh, uh, Jeff Klein here. He's a state senator. He's not a Brooklyn politician. Oh, sorry, Bronx politician. You're right. BX. I'm taking the I'm taking the X's out. Some uh, did, did, did you, uh, then you undoubtedly saw the story here where he claimed to be single, and uh, this is early. Uh, this is page four news, top of page four, yeah. above the fold, as they say. Of course, there's I no know. fold in the tabloid. No, he says, uh, "I like restaurants. I'm single. I don't cook." That's what he told uh, City and State magazine before chowing down on chicken parm at a local pizzeria. Right, but he was corrected by his communications director. A uh, client conceded, Diane's my girlfriend, but we're not married, before adding, yeah, don't write that. Diane will be pissed. <laughs> yes. You see, Jeff Klein, uh, state senator from the Bronx, is in a long-term relationship with, with Diane. Diane Savino. Uh, in Staten Island, I Staten believe. Staten Island senator. Yeah. Now. They are, this, they are the Brangelina, uh, Brangelina of uh, now <laughs> local this politics. This raises an interesting thing that's been circulating in my mind for a long time, which is... Are they mutual beards? I kind of have always questioned how real this relationship is. Have you really? Yes. I've brought this up to people. Okay. Let me find uh, Diane. Uh, what's her name? Diane what? Savino. Okay. Yeah. And see, that sounds like a, a lesbian name. Um, I mean, I don't know if she's a lesbian. He definitely seems a little... Um, Light in the loafers. Yeah, as they would say. No, she's beautiful. Diane. She's lovely. No, she's I mean, she's, she's a lovely she's woman. I mean, I mean she's I, a, she's she, all right. She's a New York four. A New York four. <laughs> um, no, she's on New York four sometimes. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. No, she is. She she's halfway attractive. I mean, she, she's look, fine. She's fine. I, I don't know. If what you're her calling her ugly, is. I'm going to have to disagree. Is I'm not I'm saying. saying she's ugly. I'm okay. just saying I just. You don't said she looked real, like a fat dyke. No, I didn't say that. Okay, I said I don't. I. I question because he's gay seeming. Well, that's kind of what I'm. Wondering. Even in the photo here, even the look on his face, he has this kind of like. Look, yeah. I mean, call him up on YouTube and listen to the way he talks. Okay, and plus here in the post they have drawn a little arrow that says "insert penis here." Yeah, next to his mouth, which no. I think that accentuates. That isn't the even true. Look. <laughs> I think. Okay, so Kevin... No, Jeff, Jeff Klein. Oh, sorry, Jeff Klein, yes. So let's hear a little bit of Jeff Klein's uh, speaking voice and, and manner. Maybe, maybe and I'm wrong. Maybe Jeff I'm Klein, wrong. comedian? No, it wouldn't be him. No. He's a state senator. He's a senator. He's not a comedian. Uh, can you imagine the pay cut from know, senator right? to comedian? No shit. It's, uh, it's considerable here in New York City, that's for sure. Actually. Oh, sorry, Dokken is still playing. Advocates who are out there today uh, for marriage equality, 
or those that were listening that it took so long. Uh, I think one of the positive changes we can make on this issues and others uh, is not to be afraid uh, to vote our conscience, uh, not to be afraid to put bills on the floor and openly debate those bills. To put, yeah, that, to put, put your balls pillows, on the floor. To put pillows on the floor. <laughs> very important. I also want to thank uh, my fellow colleagues in the Bronx, Reverend Diaz, uh, for his passionate statements today. I know they come from his heart. Uh, but I most especially want to thank uh, my colleague, my friend, uh, Senator Tom Duane. Now, he doesn't Senator sound Tom as Duane, gay as you might... Uh, it, it, yeah, he's probably his lover. Uh, he, he is wearing a pink tuxedo. At the moment, so Shit. no, he's, he's he seems I'm like a regular politician kind of guy. He does, he but does. this is for a marriage equality bill that he's making this yeah. big speech. So yeah, yeah, yeah. to me, that's evidence enough. Uh, you know that that he's he's clearly has a personal stake in it. The way he's speaking about it, you know. Well, I mean, whatever. But I don't know if he's gay. I'm just saying. I've always had questions because they might be mutual me, like, beards. Well, that would explain why he's like, you know, yeah, I'm single. Yeah. Oh, all right, Diane. Oh, okay. right, 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 Diane. Diane. <laughs> my tenure, my girlfriend of ten years. I'm sure that's what the post is getting at here too. I don't know if they are or not. I probably. I've asked a few people who might know. Otherwise, I, I was wondering why would it be why would it be so prominently featured this non-story of this little slip? I'm single, sort of. Whoops. Yeah. Whatever, I you guess know. you're right. Yeah. That's that's funny. I love the post. It doesn't matter. I hey, man, it, I, I guess it turns out Diane's probably not really going to be pissed. <laughs> well, she might be pissed. She's like, you're blowing our cover, asshole. Mm, that's not all I'm blowing. <laughs> a Department of Investigation agent posed as a correction officer, and he waltzed right into two city jails with a trove of contraband, drugs, scalpel blades, even the metal detectors went off. Even after that, according to a blistering report, he was able to just walk right through, go right into the into the jail. Yeah. Well, he was dressed as a corrections officer. He was dressed right? as an officer, sure, but I, you know, they're still. not supposed to. Well, that because that's who brings in the contraband. Exactly. And if they set off metal detectors, you go, "Hey, this guy set off the. Let's check this guy out." If they find a couple of scalpel blades, which he had with handles and blade covers, he also had twenty six point eight grams of marijuana, five strips of <laughs> uh, suboxone, which is an opioid, estimated value five grand. He walked into uh, uh, the tombs, I guess, Manhattan Detention Center, both times. Uh, an average uh, average total daily New York City inmate population is 9,183. I would have thought much higher. Number of correction officers, 10,109. There's 10 officers for every inmate. No, one officer for every inmate. Oh, yeah. Because it's 9,000. <laughs> one and a one in a decimal yeah. and uh yeah visitors one in a, one in a smidge yeah, as uh, jeff klein would say <laughs> visitors arrested for promoting uh prison contraband in 2017 305 how many corrections officers i'm not really sure Actually, one time on twitter someone was saying like what percentage of the stuff, the contraband that gets into Rikers is brought in by corrections officers. So as a joke, I said, oh, like just 90 to 95%. Mm -hmm. And this guy who used to be the deputy superintendent, deputy commissioner, and now he actually runs the jail out in Essex County, he got very mad and he was like, that's an outrageous statement. <laughs> um, but then we kind of made up and now I have a standing invitation to go um, tour the prison out there. In Essex County? Yeah. Where's Essex County? In New Jersey. Sure. That'd I should be do fun. that, right? Yeah. Uh, do you have any other uh, tours coming up that you're looking forward to? Any other 
institutions, oh, places, I do. anything? I do, actually. Tomorrow, um, tomorrow, the wife and I are going to be attending the... This is interesting. It's the, um, the Newtown Creek uh, Digester Egg Tour. Newtown Creek. The Newton Creek Wastewater Treatment Plant. Newton Creek. Yeah, Newton, Newtown. You know, I guess, Newtown? I guess Newtown Creek. Is there a W in it? Yeah. Then it's Newtown. Yeah, Newtown Creek. Um, they have, if you've ever been driving out on the BQE, say towards the airport, uh, you'll pass, this is like out in Greenpoint, you'll pass these kind of beautiful shimmering, they look like giant aluminum eggs. Uh, six or eight of them. Sounds very, very like uh, futuristic. It is kind of futuristic. A little bit like what they might have in Wakanda to, um, you know, to treat all the waste. And I think once or twice a year they have a tour. And uh, th- they call this the Valentine's Day tour. Just in time for Valentine's Day. Just in Day. time for Valentine's Day. And um, my wife... This is really, a sewage treatment plant. Yeah, sewage treatment plant. She's, it's called the Valentine's Day Digester Egg Tour. What happens to your poop, honey? You want to find out? Yeah. Well, uh, my wife is really on top of these things, and she uh, was you know, on the ball for when they opened up the reservations. She's on top of poop tours. And we, we both got reservations. So, yes, tomorrow at 5 o'clock, I will be. Is this, is this a free tour? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? Tomorrow at 5 o'clock, you will be touring the Newton... Newtown something, Newtown wastewater Creek treatment wastewater. plant. Yeah. Well, that's 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 I'll remarkable. Pictures. I'll now, take pictures for you, assuming now, they let us. So, and of course, I, I assume have... it, you're on your anniversary. You'll go to at the ex- Essex County Prison. Oh, I, sure, definitely. Yeah, uh, attendees are required to wear closed toe shoes. No high heels or sandals are permitted. All uh, guests will be required to sign a release form. That, that's because you know it is a treatment plant, and you may step in like a puddle. Or drop something heavy on uh, your foot. Apparently, you're allowed to um, muck around in, like, they have this one room, and it's like... Like a ball crawl like a kind ball, of thing. Yeah, and it's like, it's just like 18 inches of um, shit. Wow. Cool. Like, watery... Obviously, pre, <sighs> pre-processed feces and, and... No, no, and, this is the raw stuff, and you get to just, like, mm-hmm. roll around in it. Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, but you don't want to go in there with open-toed shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, your socks. Because it's not for you. It's because sometimes people have, like, foot fungus. Of course. They oh, don't right. contaminate. Okay. Yes, of course. They don't want to contaminate the wastewater. <laughs> yeah, it's like trying on a pair of shoes someplace with no <laughs> socks on or something. Yeah, disgusting. That's disgusting. What kind of animal? <laughs> Uh, well, have a good time. Uh, Thanks, Pat. Now, uh, here we have uh, a headline, uh, Father with Tot Slashed, which is, uh, I love the New York, I love a headline. You know, a, yeah. da- a Bronx dad, he was taking a stroll with his toddler, and he was slashed in the face twice by a stranger who told him, F blank blank K, your country. The poster said, now what? Again, uh, folk. Your country. Folk? Like, Folk. like populate it by going back there. Yes. And, yeah, of course. Yes. Well, the victim, 41, was with his year-old son on the sidewalk East 139th Street near Willis Avenue in Mott Haven around 1.55 p.m. On, on February 1st. Mm-hmm. When the attacker approached him from behind, sliced him two times on the right side of his face. 
I don't get these slashers. I don't get them at all. The unknown attacker uh, ran east on 129th Street, uh, shouting uh, again, "Folk your country!" Uh, according to law enforcement, uh, a law enforcement source, and the victim was treated, seen, released. Okay, so he, he didn't he wasn't hospitalized or anything. His son was not injured, but is having nightmares. <laughs> How old is the son? One. One. Come on. He's not having nightmares. How does he express that? By crying at night like he has for the rest (laughs) of the first year of his life? Well, maybe he's like almost two. Maybe, but still. Uh, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't get a slasher like that. And I don't, I I don't, I don't know. I know that I'm not supposed to like, uh, it's sort of like not believing the woman. You know what I mean? But I, I saw th- the video of it. You saw the guy running away, yelling about this guy's country. No, but the, you see the video of him going and like slashing him. Now that I believe, I believe he got slashed. Oh, I don't, you just don't believe he was like screaming about his country. I don't believe that he was because uh, the obvious, you know, takeaway from this is that oh my god, there are emboldened by uh, you know the the alt right and and oh, the yeah. president. We have these people who are anti-immigrant, who are slashing people. Yeah, yeah and- the alt-right's really uh, active on Willis Avenue in Mott Haven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where yeah. you're going to find them. They go there on a bet. Yeah, you never see anybody like that. There. No, it's ridiculous. So uh, I just don't know, though. Why would the guy... Why would the guy... Here's the other thing. Why would he choose that moment and make that claim? Because it's just ridiculous. You see a guy from behind... Unless you've been like stalking this guy for a while, you don't know he didn't what he come is. Up from behind, he came up from the front. It says here he came up from behind. Well, he did, but you can sort of the guy approached him from behind to the side. Approach him from behind, sliced him two times on the right side of his face. Fuck your country. Oh no, folk your country. Yeah, folk it. Reunite your family. By the way, did you see that? Like Justin Trudeau, the idiot prime minister of Canada. Oh boy, somebody was like some woman was saying something about like mankind. And he said, really, you should say people kind. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say kind. Why does it need to be, why do we need to stipulate that it's people? It's animals. It's plant life. There's much water. (laughs) (laughs) Guy's the biggest bozo. He sure is pretty, though. He's dreamy. (laughs) That's that's how he got elected, by being dreamy. Pretty much. An ugly Justin Trudeau. Would not get elected to no. the dog catcher. Right. He's a prime minister of a country based on the fact that he's this like nice looking, I guess, rich guy. Well, he's the son of the of a previous prime minister. Right. There's been a precedent set uh, for and since like, we're going back to the beginning of time. All the jobs he's done, he was like, he was a snowboard instructor. I mm. think he was like an elementary school drama teacher. That the and these both really do come into play. These are these are. <laughs> Important skills. Dealing with children, you yeah. know, and sometimes people act like children. If you're snowboarding, you have to be ready to react quickly. Sure. And and have quick instincts. Yeah. And not be afraid to go fast. <laughs> Anybody who would snowboard should be immediately disqualified for being president or prime <laughs> yeah, minister of, of any country. Yeah, maybe. Hey, it's Pat Dixon. Thanks for listening to New York City Crime Report. Uh, I know that you probably say to yourself, well, you know, you, you already do so much for us uh, with reporting and maintaining your journalistic integrity and everything. It's not 
uh, any big deal. I'm happy to do it, you know. But hey, if you if you want, there's a couple of things you could do for me. Uh, I, I guess uh, you, if you wanted, you could go to uh, you know the Apple Podcasts there and leave a five star rating. That would be great. And if you wanted to leave a review saying how much you like the show, even better. Oh, and, and here's another thing you can do: go to Patreon.com/slash PatDixonNYC. This show doesn't have ads at all, so we are supported through Patreon.com, like a crowdsourcing thing. Uh, you're familiar with the damn thing, I'm sure. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/PatDixonNYC. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't want to make a big deal out of it, but I don't know what else to, you know. So thanks. Oh, and one more thing: I have a show on Compound Media. Uh, you know, I don't expect to do all this shit. <laughs> Make a choice. Compound Media is a great network. A lot of great shows. You really, really would enjoy it, I think. Uh, you know, I, I don't have time to go over everything that's on it, but, you know, it's just trust me, it's fucking good. So, uh, compoundmedia.com. Go there. Try it for a month. See if you like it. Crime Report every week, live. All right, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Well, uh, here we have another story about uh, an argument. It's a clue in in a in a murder. How about that? Argument clue in slay of couple. Cops probing the double murder of a married Brooklyn couple are looking for a person of interest who argued with them earlier in the day inside the store the victims owned. Uh, Stevenson Bonaparte, sixty five, and wife Hazel Brown. I like a wife named Hazel. Was this? Did they run like Hazel a religious Brown. items store? Is that what it was? Uh, religious articles they ran yeah king solomon religious oh jesus Christ. yes uh, they were leaving their shop when they were ambushed by a mass attacker uh, bonaparte suffered multiple stab wounds to the left side of his neck and the back of his head and a laceration to the chest while his wife was stabbed in her neck and torso before the slayings around six thirty, a man had a dispute with the couple inside their uh, inside their home and uh, excuse me inside their store Sources say cops have identified him. They were witnesses to the argument, and both have been interviewed by detectives. The gory scene of the stabbing stunned neighbors. He was lying on the ground, and his eyes were wide open, said Maz Damber, a neighbor who witnessed the aftermath. He was on the he was on the side. It says he was on the side. His neck was bloody. He probably had some life left. What was the store called? King Solomon. It, it looked like he was between life and death. His, it was it's called King Solomon Religious. King Solomon religious. Yeah, they, I guess they are. Uh, they must sell things like rosary beads. Uh, uh, you know, sort of like uh, yeah, things like. I thought uh, it was like rosary beads. Things like uh, cups that you drink out of uh, communion. You know, like, like communion. I bet it cups. was things like um, that, like that the peep that the black Hebrews who stand on thirty fourth and seventh. Like, I bet they sold like the tea towels and the uh, plastic uh, shields. And those uh, that kind of stuff. To Solomon, the, to the kind of things that you sell to uh, black Israelites. Yeah. Oh, towels, tea towels. He said. Uh, I'm just suspecting. stuff to make signs. Signs. I'm just suspecting signs that say God hates faggots <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, God hates faggots merchandise. I wonder who killed these people. I wonder what the argument was about. Um. Would you want thirty dollars for a tea towel? Yeah, I mean, it was probably Come a lot on. of things like that. Haggling over the price of a God Hates Fag sign. I mean, not what, to what be... What did that sign say, actually? I'm trying to remember. It said, God Hates Faggots and Lesbians. Oh, okay. 
I thought I was remembering it a little more blunt than it was. No, that's what it said. Mm-hmm. And then the other said sign, and then they flipped it around and said the wickedness of the white man. The white man. The white man. Like as one word. It was one of the white men. A store called King Solomon Religious. Uh, yeah, you know what thing? they sell? They sell things like anointing oil. Like, you know what they sell? I bet they sell the sort of shit that people, like shea butter, incense, um, those oils that like crap. That, that shit that people sell on the street is what I suspect they were selling. That crap that people sell on the street. Yeah, the incense, the shea butter, the amulets. Well, here's a, a different version of the story, uh, and it's uh, from the from the New York Daily News. So let's just see how different the coverage is. It says, "Friends in shock over slay of Brooklyn couple by masked attacker." We're gonna okay. we're gonna hear some of them speak here. I love her, and she helped me with my son a lot when I was having problems with my son. I have a teenage son, and she was there for him. So you know, I have to pay my respect by bringing candles and pay my respect. For right, her. they probably she sold like a lot sister. of. They sold shit like I bought the candles have, here. If you I, have a teenage son who's acting up, what kind of prayers and things can I sprinkle on him when he's sleeping that will <laughs> make him a good boy again? Well, I would want to know that. If I had a teenage son, what can I sprinkle on him while he's asleep? It's horrible. I mean, so you uh, how long did you know them? Very well. How long? Being what interviewed by Woody Allen. Yeah. What the, what, how long did you know them? What? Wow. And you would come to the store and yeah, and, and, and so they were very religious themselves. Yeah, it's very religious. It's a religious store. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty. I understand they were very religious themselves. <laughs> Why would you have to go to such a store every day? She must have had several sons that she needed to sprinkle yeah. things on, yeah. You know what's interesting? The the store is right near uh oh no, I'm sorry, it's not I was gonna say it's near where um the guy robbed the Cheetos, but it's not that Oh close. no. Prospect Lefferts Gardens. Yeah. Uh, um, there's probably been other stuff that's happened near there. I know that I've uh, Well that's for there. sure. Yes. Uh, detectives are investigating whether the murders are linked to their business, possibly an argument with one of their customers. Yeah. I think that's probably what it was. Detectives have the first name of a person they're looking. So they only have the first name. Here's the couple. uh, And they, they, boy, oh, boy, they look like. Well, they look like, I mean, look, I'm not going to gainsay their respectability. I mean, she's a very nice look. I mean, they both look like a nice people. The man's wearing a white suit and a white tie with a turquoise shirt and gold chains. The woman is a very attractive woman. And it sounds really sad that. You're very attracted to her, huh? Well, I mean. You find her like. She's okay. She's getting you all worked up. Maybe. Is it just because she's dead? <laughs> Maybe. Imagine her with a knife sticking out of her neck. Well, he was wearing know. a ski mask, so he was there just to. He didn't take anything from their pockets, nothing from their business, nothing from either one of them. And they were known as affable churchgoers who steered clear of trouble. Well, in this case, they, they failed at that. They, they should have. They should have really leaned into that <laughs> yeah, left <right>. turn. <laughs> uh, their shocking slayings brought shop owners to tears. What are the teenage uh, kids going to be like now? Right. You know, that's a, that, that's a violent story from from violent Brooklyn. Mm. Certainly a violent. And mm. now uh, it seems a former New Jersey teacher has been accused of sexually harassing students for years, turning one of the nation's most prestigious boarding schools into a, an X-rated boot camp. Yeah, that's an interesting story. Complete with naked push-ups, sit-ups and jumping jacks. 
how is this not the hottest thing we've all know, ever heard? Right? X-rated <laughs> boot camp. Woof. I am, oh, okay, because he was 79, Bruce Presley working at the Elite Lawrence School. But this Hill happened School. like 35 years ago. Oh, that was just, that's, they did it back then, right? That's the way they were. I mean, honestly, does do nude calisthenics at some kind of like, um, you know, uh, ritzy boarding school? No, no, it's a, like kind of a ritzy school, Lawrenceville school. Right. I mean, what else would you expect to happen at some fruity school? Yeah, a f- bunch of fruits. <laughs> he allegedly asked his students to perform exercises in the nude as punishment. Ooh, it says punishment. It was a gay thing. He's like a he, he's like an LGBT activist, this guy. Oh, I see. He's an activist. Well, now he is. <laughs> he decided to, to uh, yeah turn his uh, activism in a different direction, away from punishing students by making them do nude jumping jacks. Yeah. Now he's an entrepreneur, prominent member of the LGBT community living in South Florida. He often acted like he wasn't watching the students, but at least six people say they knew for a fact that he was. <laughs> so he was well, say, All right, you guys get in there, get your clothes off, and start doing... Jumping jacks, and yeah. uh, I'm going to be in my office, but you better be doing them. <laughs> There's nothing about this that I enjoy. <laughs> this hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> All right, now you're going to do the bicycles. Put your feet in the air. <laughs> and I want to emphasize that I'm not taking part in, in this in any way. I, you don't, don't feel humiliated because I'm around because yeah, I'm my, not. My, my, my hands are over my eyes. And I'm not peeking. So, <laughs> you do it. <laughs> well, and now, I wonder if anybody's informed South Florida that they have a homosexual on the loose down there. Oh, what? In South Florida? In South Florida. <laughs> I mean, they'll, you know. They'll freak out. This is at least six people say the new for a fact. Presley declined to comment uh, to the paper. So, he's being accused of, uh, of, of what exactly, I guess? Sexually Unclear. harassing students. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> unclear. Pat. Quote exercises in the nude as quote punishments. Okay. Well, we'll follow up well, if we whatever. hear anything. Yeah. Not. Don't count on it. Don't count on it. Here's another story. Now, this has particular relevance to me right now, as oh. I have been tapped for jury duty, and it's possible that I could serve on a jury. I. Uh, it's not for sure. I may be dismissed. It uh, still, but I made it through the first cuts. Congratulations! Which I think it's okay for people to know that. That's cool. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and and this this story is uh, a frightening story. Then uh, reputed a reputed Philadelphia mob boss. That's Joseph Skinny Joey Merlino. He greeted a juror at his racketeering trial outside a Manhattan courtroom while surrounded by members of his quote crew. The woman revealed she and he talked to her by name. Yeah. The juror number nine. It's juror number nine. She told federal judge Richard Sullivan that she was waiting for an elevator when Merlino spoke to her following the end of testimony on Wednesday, according to an official transcript of their closed door meeting in the judge's robing room. See, if you go into the judge's robing room, he may be doing nude calisthenics. Keep that in mind. That's okay. And that's it's, it's his right. He may ask you to do them. Yeah. You <laughs> and legally. You, and you will do them. <laughs> you, you can legally decline, but you will be found in contempt. Now, uh, 
While many people would have been terrified by the strictly forbidden interaction, the fearless New Yorker said she was merely struck by the brazenness of the reputed gangster. Mm. Asked to describe Marlena's approach, the juror said, uh, not close, but like he was on that side, on the opposite side over there, before you get to the exit. And he just said, hi, Sylvia. And I just turned my head like some nerve. Hmm. So I, I guess they don't normally know the jurors' names. No, of course not. Even when um, you're at the early stages of jury selection, they say, we're not allowed to discuss anything with you. So like a judge or a court officer or uh, another juror, you can't, not only can you not talk about the case, they will ignore you in the hallway. Yeah. That, you know, so like it's people who are all involved in cases and shit like that, they don't get into conversations no, with people that are No, you're supposed to not go near them. You're not supposed to get into the elevator with them. Yeah, and obviously them. if you're the defendant, you know, then this is, uh, I mean, this is a, a big trial. It's a racketeering trial. Uh, I, I suppose that's federal, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, clearly, so, I mean, it sounds like jury tampering. The, the juror, yeah, it's it's it borders on. It has to be. It's, it's you're threatening at that point. The juror whose last name is being withheld by the post said she didn't respond to Merlina, like I said, uh, uh, who beat three murder raps in 2001, by the way, uh, but noted he wasn't alone. There were some people. I guess his crew. I'm saying crew because I don't know what else to say. I think if I were her, maybe I would be a little bit more worried. I'd be terrified. I say, look, I, I just need you to. I just need to, you know, uh, I'm going to vote to acquit you. Period. Yeah, don't worry. So, and then I would go and tell the judge that, and then I would be off that fucking jury. You know yeah. what I mean? They'd have to kick you off. Uh, I would think. I mean, it sounds like they, they have could... alternates. That's why they have them. Yeah. So you can intimidate a couple of members of the jury and still not get a that's mistrial. Right. Uh, while Sullivan asked if the incident, uh, I guess I'm a pussy. <laughs> Yeah, because this hard-bitten New Yorker. Yes, this this tough, not-to-be-pushed-around woman. What does that mean, hard-bitten? Oh, I, I always... Whenever somebody says hard-bitten, it, it gives you an image, right? I always think of somebody who has, like, parasites or something. Lice. Back in the courtroom, Sylvia gave a stern tongue-lashing to Merlino. Wow, that's certainly Sylvia vulgar. did? Or the judge did. I, th- I did read it that way, I think, because I was thinking Sylvia did it. But earlier, uh, had denied ever... Uh, gre- she, he said he didn't greet or speak to the juror earlier. Uh, no, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> what do you think? I'm crazy? Well, you know, why would I do that? How I would have this I, thing all legal. How would I know her name? Or, I didn't do nothing. Or her husband, Jerome's name. <laughs> well, how could I know that? How would I know where her son goes to college? I at, got no idea that John's. he goes to St. John's. <laughs> <laughs> Like you look at my crew of gun-carrying gangsters. You think they know how to Google? Stand up, boys. They don't know nothing about research. This is the judge speaking. Oh, Mr. Molino, you would have no contact with the jurors, even to say good morning, even to say hello. Do you understand me? I thought you said he gave him a tongue washing. A tongue lashing. Oh, a tongue lashing. A tongue washing. <laughs> you give him a ball washing and a tongue lashing. Merlino, whose wife, Deborah, uh, was startled by a snitch's testimony Wednesday. That the wise guy had been cheating on her. Oh my goodness. He's been, not only is he involved in a racketeering trial of which he has not been found guilty, and he's been multiple times, he's been singled out and, and unfairly charged for murder. Apparently, yeah. he beat those. And unfairly charged with jury tampering. Yeah. And <laughs> intimidating jurors. And hey, he's got this woman lying about him. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he proved it to me just in our little uh, example. A week after the Eagles won. And look at this. <laughs> now look what I got to deal with. Uh, yeah, Deborah's really upset. She mumbled. Uh, 
He mumbled something in response, uh, uh, prompting the, the judge to admonish him again. Now you keep quiet there. You don't talk. <laughs> you t- you shut it, Molino. Kind of seems like if this Skinny guy, Joey. if this guy is threatening the jurors, that would be grounds to revoke his bail and say, "Okay, that's it." Absolutely, revoke his bail, revoke his bail, and uh, but he didn't do it. So there you go. Oh, right. I mean, he did it. Yeah, I mean, like, if this was done, there'd be footage of it, right? It'd be in an elevator. Don't they have uh, footage? And this is the fact the fucking courthouse in Manhattan. Surely they have cameras around, right? You would think. The whole thing should have been caught on camera. If I did it. If I. <laughs> he re- he's going to write a, a book. <laughs> That's going to be the best title of a book ever. <laughs> it is a great title. If yeah. I did it. No, no, let's, let's just say that I did it. <laughs> Here's what I would have done. Here's the exact yeah. way, step by step, First, it happened. I mean, it would have happened. When that Jew waiter answered the door. <laughs> and that cheating bitch ex-wife. When I saw his Jew face, I would have slashed it up. I would have just lost my mind in a black rage. <laughs> I mean, how could you not get mad? I could have almost blacked out during the, the whole thing. But I remember I each remember detail. I remember each detail if it had happened as if it had happened. But it did not. <laughs> A Brooklyn high school was forced to move a controversial poster depicting a cop aiming a gun at a black child hmm. <laughs> after a flood of complaints. Now, I would complain, would complain about that. I would complain about that. Why would they complain? Because in reality, he would have already fired the gun. Emptied it and loaded again. Placed in the lobby of Sunset Park High School, the student made piece shows a crouching cop aiming a firearm at a young black girl as she uh, spray paints "bigger than hate" on a wall. So this is a this is a uh, left leaning sign, realistic by, by a left leaning. Yes, of course, of course. Documentary. This, this kind of thing uh, happens every day. It happens several times a day. We have somebody who's doing graffiti, and everybody knows that graffiti is considered a threat. A, 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 a threat to the life of a police officer basically uh you you don't know if that is a actual spray can or some sort of a firearm police, you don't know yeah. if she is about to ignite it and toss it like like police some sort of a grenade it's a, it's a combustible device teenage black teenage girls every day every single day four and they're all unarmed and largely unreported this is largely unreported yeah uh, the school was hit with complaints after a Facebook user posted a photo of the work and encouraged objectors to call in their rage. Call in your rage. Call in your rage, W-R-A-G. The rag. <laughs> a source at the school said the poster was removed from the lobby on Thursday and relocated elsewhere inside the building. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, we moved it. <laughs> we got a million calls about it, so we moved it. It's fine. Do they have pictures of it? Well, no, but I bet we can find him on Facebook. Uh, yeah. do, do you want me to check it out? No, you do, but I, okay. <laughs> I get the point. You said with a shrug, did you know that some strap hangers were fuming the other day? Several smoke-filled cars, sublet cars, they were traveling underwater towards uh, Manhattan and Brooklyn, between Manhattan and Brooklyn, rather, after a subway control building caught on fire. That's a, that. That is exactly where you don't want that to happen. I hate that when you're under the water. And you're and and uh, you know there's that few minutes, especially if the train stops while you're down there. Like, oh, it's, this is really 
<laughs> yeah, this is where I kind of don't like thinking about the fact that when you take the train like that, you're you're under the water, like you're in a tunnel under the water, deep under a lot of water, like fucking an infinite number, a lot of weight. You know what I mean? They, how it just seems like it would cave in very easily. Now, uh, should we take a break or should we muzzle through? I got some more stuff I want to do, but if you want to take a leak. Are we out of time? Well, are we out of, are we sort of out of, of time? Getting out oh of my time fucking here. god! I'm so sorry. I didn't realize the time. Uh, all right. Well, then we'll talk about some other stuff because uh, it's 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 a lot to get into. It is. Uh, so uh, March 21st, Westside Comedy Club, 8 p.m. Uh, and uh, myself and Seth Barron will be entertaining and informing everybody who comes. We'll be informing everybody who comes, and we'll be informing some people who don't come. Uh, this one does promise to be a two microphone affair yeah, where we'll be able yeah. to easily record and you know preserve this show yeah and we'll, we'll for you maybe we'll like videotape it too yes video could be in full effect it'll be so cool if we can actually get this one recorded <laughs> <laughs> oh because I last time will. i if, think you forgot to press pl- record no i you know what but i did press record later and some of the show was captured. Oh, really? It was a part of the show. It was a later part of the show, and I wanted to record the whole thing as a thing. We'll see if any of that's releasable. I don't know. Are there going like, to be other comedians there? There are. There's going to be, uh, once again, Isis Faggot will be making oh, an he appearance. Was, he was great. Isis Faggot is hilarious. And uh, he's, uh, of course, Aaron Berg, who's one of the most popular comedians in the city, working at clubs all over They're the place. They're both going to be killing, there? Uh, Yeah, they will both be there. Aaron Berg and Isis Faggot, as well as President Donald J. Trump and Jason Scoop. Those two will also <laughs> okay, be there. Okay, <laughs> great. Uh, if, if you're a fan uh, of, uh, hey, either way, How you know what I mean? Maybe you've got something guy. to say to him. The hostile guy? Who's the hostile? Oh, Ryan Katsu Rivera. No, not him. He's not hostile. Oh, no, he he works in a hostel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought those were you were talking about. Ryan Katsu Rivera. No, the other comedian there. Uh, who was a little hostile. Oh, yes. He didn't uh, like Bill me. Burr. He didn't like Fake me. Bill Burr. Was it? Oh Bill? wait, who? Oh, I, you're talking about Gino Biscani. Yeah, I mean he was really funny. But he's funny, of course. He yeah, kind of, he kind of resented my presence a little bit. Uh, he, well, he he spoke to you as if you were a non-comic. It's 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 sort yeah, of like but I'm a, not a comic. I, and that's why he spoke to you that way. Well, that's, that's fine. That's the way you speak to non-comedians. Oh, I know. It's, who the it, fuck it, are you? What I'm yeah, don't take it personally, right? I, exactly. I what are you doing on stage? Uh, it's, Who's this uh, guy? Yeah. Anyway, we got to get out of here. So listen, March 21st, 8 p.m. Westside Comedy Club. Uh, yeah. Vernal Equinox. It's be the first there or be square. It's the first day of spring. <laughs> Where else would you want to be? Because we're getting it's it that March twenty first this year marks happens to fall on this day. It's the official end of of uh, Black Hitler Month. So Black Hitler Month has been rolling along. We haven't discussed it quite as specifically as we as we have in the past, and, and quite as at, not not as great a length. Because usually, you know, Black Hitler Month has been a time to celebrate. I was also thinking maybe about that. What do you think about this idea? What if we make March 21st the uh, New York City Crime Awards show? How about Great. that if we made it an awards show? And then we would be talking about all the best of the crimes in 2017. Great. Okay. That'd be fun. Then Are let's we do that. Bring the people there and give them their awards? Uh, well, some of them may be possible, actually, if we have a law enforcement award or something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, you know, some of the awards of the past, Best Murder, probably won't be able to get the best the, the winner for Best Murder. 
okay. mother of the year, father of the year. They tend hey, to be locked what, up as well. What day of the week is this? This is a Wednesday. Oh, which, Wednesday. That's like comedy night. It's comedy night. There's no better night to see comedy. There's no better night to go out. And because I like, you know, you discuss it. You go back to your life. And there's people who look what I did on a Wednesday. Look at that. Yeah. Doing something on a Friday. It's like, what? You went bowling on a Friday? That's lame. Oh. Yeah. You went to comedy on a Wednesday. You're basically the king of your social circle. Oh, fuck yeah. They will be envious and they will want to come to the next one. Fuck yeah. Listen, don't wait and see if it's going to actually be released as a podcast. Because, hey, we may fuck it up again. It might not be. You don't want that to happen. And, And the people who went, ask anybody who was there. Uh, of the, of the what I don't know five thousand oh, at 5, least people, yeah, yeah. And, and then plus the people who couldn't uh, get inside the, that club seats five thousand uh, and they set up a screen in Times Square uh, they were projecting it just to, to you know, which they had roped off and yeah. charged admission yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. it was the event of New York and um, if it, ask anybody who was there it was amazing and you want to be there now I know some of you live in Australia that's right gonna be tough to make it but try I'm just Not saying try. Uh, it's you know it's a it's a trip. I only I just want to acknowledge that it's not like walking down the street for them. I expect you to be there. I know it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Uh, Any and you know what my old offer still stands. Yes. Anyone who comes from a non-contiguous state to see this, I will buy them a harito soda. You mean if they come from uh, something further away than Pennsylvania, right? Non- no, Pennsylvania. It oh, counts. That's not contiguous. Oh, it is contiguous to New York State, is it not? Uh, you know, anybody who comes from out of state, period, I think that you and I could maybe chip in and not go halves on a not harito. New, not New Jersey. Not New, no, New Jersey excluded. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but if you pe- come from Connecticut, that Pennsylvania. That couple from Connecticut, if they come. Oh, yeah. The couple from Connecticut. Don't you remember there was some couple from Connecticut? I don't want to not remember them on the air, so I'm going to say, "Oh yeah, right, 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 right." Yeah, they right. can they can definitely get a free Haritos when they come. Yeah, um, and anyone by the way, can- law enforcement, you get a free Haritos when you show up. Oh yeah, definitely. Any any law enforcement, you just gotta you just gotta give us your badge. Yeah, just a just a badge, <laughs> and your wife has to give us her badge. One badge, one badge. Free Haritos. I feel like we're really getting our whole like morning drive thing going. <laughs> you can't beat it. March 21st, we'll see you for New York City Crime Report Live. Uh, thank you one more time, Seth Barron. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. It, it, it's kind it, of fun to sit on a microphone all day. and Maybe you could, like, put that lavalier mic I got you, like, in your underpants and just walk around with it all day. Yeah. I'd be interested to Get see what kind of conversations are going on down there. Interesting sounds. <laughs> Some women get off on the sounds of male farts. I, I, I mean, I've heard Is that. that. True? I, I don't know.
I don't know. I've not met any women. It who, might be one of those rumors, one of those, you know, that you see, like kind of a, I don't, not a penthouse forum, more like, you know, jugs or something. Uh, yeah. Or maybe even like a couple levels below jugs. Yeah. When women over 40 was one I used to see when I was a kid. Yeah. Or women over 60. It's funny now because, yeah, it's a, there, there's one called definitely legal. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? No. no. I did a thing about that one <laughs> That's time. That's funny. Yeah. Definitely legal. I, I like made that. up a little mock-up, you know, of like like a cover, you know? <laughs> Menopausal and horny. <laughs> okay. Stuff like that. I want to show you this. This is a, this was a gift uh, from a uh, from a visitor, a visiting fan. It's a Trump challenge coin. Oh, my God. This is so awesome. Yeah, it's great. A Trump challenge coin? What's the Trump challenge? Well, it's... Uh, it's not. There's not a direct challenge. It's. It's the. the she's a uh, in the military. Her name's uh, Andrea Bryant. Hey, and, Andrea. Yeah. Who uh, is a big fan of you know, uh, Crime Report. Us. Yeah. Oh, does she and like? She likes Trump. the. She likes the show. She likes the show. She likes. Um, she's a big compound media aficionado Terrific. as well. As you see on the back here, there's the White House. It says it's going to be huge. Oh yeah. Now this is uh, and there, there's a variety of them. I mean, this is a this is official. This is you know or whatever, but this is not uh, the oh. redesign that we saw like in the paper at that time. Oh yeah, when they, when when they were like you know kind of uh, sort of ribbing uh, Donald Trump about his redesign. His redesign of what? Of the coin, because uh, the old coin, Obama's coin, was. More bronzy looking, and he Wait, wanted to gold it up a little. Is bit. Is that actually like a coin from the White House? It's a coin from the United States government. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, it's like a it's issued by the government. Oh, great! It's something that they have if they're uh, I don't know military people of a certain stature or something. I don't know when they get them or if everybody has them, but they'll say, "Hey, you got your coin," and if they don't have it with them, then they have to buy at the bar. Oh, Shit like that. okay, I got yeah, it. Yeah, but the they. They do have value beyond that, I think. I think cool. it's, it's worth about $50,000. Shit, that's awesome. It's in my pocket at all times. That's great. Looking forward to March 21st when we have uh, our second New York City Crime Report Live. Vernal Equinox, no? Or the... the I, I don't think she's going to make it. <laughs> no, isn't that the first day of spring? Is it? Oh, is it? That sure. is fucking amazing. That means everybody will have wet panties and erections. Yeah. It's going to be like the sexiest day of the year. That's going to be a theme in the show, I think, that, that there will be a lot of uh, sex material. Will there be a lot of sex on stage? Um, no. No. I mean, it depends. Do you, is there anybody who will let you fuck them on stage or who will suck your cock or something like um, that? I don't know anybody like that. Would that. Is it going to be at the same place? Same place. Would would they allow that type of action? Oh, certainly not. It would be the show would be shut down instantly. It's a class establishment. This isn't some sort of no, a, no. I know, but yeah, no. I, I, I sometimes you think like a cabaret thing or like something a burlesque like, type, or or like uh, even better, like performance art, because then you can do anything. Oh yeah. If you go for performance art, you can be. I could be like Annie Sprinkle. I don't know who Annie Sprinkle is. Remember Annie Sprinkle? She was like an ex porn star who became like a feminist. Um, performance artist i think she's still around but uh like in the 80s she would do things where she would be naked on stage and invite members of the audience to come up and inspect her vagina with a speculum oh boy that's something else that, that's that's just a straight-up exhibitionist isn't it uh i don't know what it is but it would be written up and kind of treated as art yeah that's uh like by like the village voice 
Right. Like in the 80s. I, I don't have... Or uh, the 90s. I, I, it's, it's really... I mean, I guess... Hey, look, I'm all for nudity. I think the speculum thing kind of like ruins it. It's sort of like how the feminism ruins toplessness. Right. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm more misogynist. I'm hitting almost peak misogyny. In your life? In my real life, yeah. Oh. In my, well, in my projected thoughts and stuff. <laughs> I just figure it's, I know it's considered misogyny. I don't think that it's really misogyny. I think it's, I think it's a pretty accurate sort of, uh, you know, everything I say is true. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not really an opinion that, you know, the media sells to women. Oh no, that's and, and that's the, fact. And and that the media has no seeming obligation to tell the truth. The truth, yeah, and or to explain what they're saying in a way that is in any way objectively real. So, yeah, I mean, like that to me. If you combine those two things together, those two truths, you go, well, women are kind of fucking ruining it. Well, the thing about women is, I think we made a mistake. The whole thing about women is like they they don't know what they want, but they just want. So the point is, you kind of have to. You can't take them at their word. You can't like listen to them as though they know what they're talking about. No, it's like if you. Now you mean as regards their wants and their various like what what they would like to see happening and yes, yes. And, and things that they believe are, are should be going on in society. Right, or whatever. Yeah, right, yeah, you right, can't. Right. It's kind of like if you had a three year old and you were like, "You're going to be in charge today," and then you let them, and then things would go wrong, and then they would be very upset and they wouldn't know what was going on. They they want direction. I would so, take it a step further. I'd say it's like it's like having. A puppy that you put in charge. Sure, sure, you sure. Know? No, exactly. Because because a three year old can communicate a little, right? <laughs> right. I was going to say a puppy, but then uh, or a dog, but I thought that that might <laughs> that might be, be putting two on the nose. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like let the dog. But the thing is, a three year old. Sure, uh, I mean, it can kind of communicate. But let's just go with a three year old. I think and then three year old. Like, yeah, is is probably the appropriate amount of of insulting. Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm no, I know to... that. I don't take it that way. But right. I know it's like I, I can hear with those woman ears, you know, and they're going, oh, so women are children. Women are, you know, you, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just like that on its face is considered. No, listen to the point right. that Seth is making. The point is, is that they they don't know what they want. they And they think that they want to be in control, but they don't know how to, to exercise that kind of control. They don't. And it makes them angry. Here's an interesting It makes point. them angry and and it make why does it make them angry? Because it proves some sort of truth about them and men. Yeah. That they don't like. Right. And and that's why they secretly detest every man who agrees with them politically. Of course. Who who plays up to them and me too's with them. I mean, I was stuff. saying to a friend of mine, I was like this friend of mine who um hates Trump. Or he claims to hate Trump. I don't even think he does. So and he says he's a liberal, blah blah blah. I said, hey, listen, how many guys at the at the women's march, at the pussy hat march, do you think got laid that night? He's like, probably a lot of them. I'm like, I yeah, wouldn't count on sure, it. Sure, dude. The guy they want to fuck is sitting in the White House. I know. He's like, Trump is so awful. He's like that guy. He's like, real men don't pay for sex. I was like, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> All men, real and imaginary, pay for sex. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess. I mean, I think you hear that, and it's like it's it's like 
your whole existence, you're paying for something. Sure. Just to suck air in this fucking world and in this this room, uh, sex is extra. It's true. But, like, to the point of women being like toddlers, they like to test boundaries. That's what toddlers yes. do. They like to, uh, you know, not, not only test boundaries, but, like, really push that that's, you know... Well, that, that is, yes. that that's what needs to happen. And for some reason, our society has been on a hundred-year experiment ever since, what was it, the 19th Amendment that gave them the vote? We've been on this long experiment where we're like, okay, we're going to let you, we're going to take you at your word. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're going to let you run things because that's what you say you want. Yeah, I think that was like, think of all the you know, millennia of human experience leading up to this one moment of the 19th Amendment, and that's and that's... The man finally saying, fine. Yeah. Okay. Right. Here you go. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> and we see what it's what the experiment has wrought. And and the thing is, it's just really like hard. Women, to t- you can't take it back. Like sharp-jawed women with like in- enormous masseter muscles from clenching their teeth. Running around with not my president buttons. They actually have hats formed of their genitalia. Now, my wife says that, no, 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 the hat is supposed to just be like, I was like, I don't get these pussy hats. Is that supposed to be like a vagina? She said, no, it's just supposed to be like like cat ears. Oh, bull. I'm sorry. That that would be a good little, uh, but why why isn't it called a cat hat? Like, oh, because it's pussy? Like pussy cat? I, I guess. I don't really get it. Come on. But how is it like a vagina? It's pink. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, like, it uh, has a, you know, like a normal knit hat is like a circle, right? Yeah. And so those hats, it's like, you know, more of a, a flattened kind yeah. of like a, like it comes to a slit. Yeah. Oh. I guess, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I would have to take a closer look at one. I've never been that close. You know, women are, are many of the things that are beautiful about women. Many of the things that make you like women and that women like about themselves and, and that they that they value in friends that they have. They and, smell good. And in relatives, they smell good. They're pretty. Their voices are soft. They are, you know, uh, approachable and supplicant and, and they, uh, they, they know how to make you feel, uh, you know, a certain way that you need to feel in life. You know, yeah. it's like sort of, you know, every once in a while a man needs to just lay down into that. So, uh, and, and much more. But all the things that they value about themselves even. Things that they want to be more of, they can't be right. because they're too busy being shrill and <laughs> irrational. Yes, and 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 contradicting everything. Yes, and argumentative. And that's uh, there's only room for so many, so much of a person <laughs> inside a human mind or a woman's mind, for that yes. matter. You know, uh, it's a. Uh, I so agree. With it's you, it's man. an issue. So I so agree. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the the New York City crime report live will be march 21st and you don't want to miss it because let me tell you something the guest list is already pretty goddamn shaping up shaping up already president donald trump is going to be there come on he is that's president president donald j trump will be at the west side comedy club march 21st to see the show because, you know, I was thinking, God, we're going to have to tell him how to get around. But then I realized, no, no, he's a New Yorker. He knows how to get over to, to Amsterdam. 
right up there in Amsterdam, between Amsterdam and Broadway 75th. He practically grew up, uh, not grew up, but he did all his uh, real estate bullshit. Only about right across the park. Not very far. Easy. Coot. <laughs> 